Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is series 2, episode 111. Uh, as you know, it's Monday and so we're going to uh, take a break from our usual Come Follow Me study and we're going to consider another point, whether it's a general conference talk or a gospel topic or a recent development in church news. Um, uh, we, we take some a pause every now and then just to reflect on something else. And uh, as we started last Monday on Easter Monday, to really dive down into this new uh, proclamation um, of the restoration of the gospel, fullness of the gospel of Jesus Christ that we received in the uh, April 2020 General Conference, I thought it'd be a good time to uh, continue through that. We've only got through th three paragraphs in one uh, study session, I, and I imagine we're only going to get through another three uh, in this one. So we're up to uh, paragraph four, and this uh, takes us to just after the first vision uh, and starts to explain what happened uh, after that uh, revelatory experience, which the prophet Joseph Smith had. What is interesting is that it doesn't go directly to the Book of Mormon afterwards, which chronologically would have been um, more correct, but actually it focuses, it focuses on something else before the Book of Mormon. It says, we affirm that under the direction of the Father and the Son, heavenly messengers came to instruct Joseph and re-establish the Church of Jesus Christ. They resurrected John the Baptist, restored the authority to baptise by immersion for the remission of sins. Three of the original twelve apostles, Peter, James and John, restored the apostleship and keys of priesthood authority. Others came as well, including Elijah, who restored the authority to join families together forever in eternal relationships that transcend death. What is interesting about this is that it refers to the restoration of the priesthood authority. It refers to the authority which would then restore the church. And it also refers to the authority to join families together. All of these events happened years after the event that comes in the next paragraph. So there's a clear refocusing here on the importance of the priesthood authority, which, of course, was um, under the direction of the father, and the son, um, which I thought was interesting. In a talk called the, Priest, the Melchizedek Priesthood and the Keys in April 2020 General Conference, President Dallin H. Oaks said this, quote, The power of the priesthood exists both in the church and in the family organisation, but priesthood power and priesthood authority function differently in the church than they do in the family. All of this is according to the principles the Lord has established. The purpose of God's plan is to lead his children to eternal life. Mortal families are essential to that plan, the church exists to provide the doctrine, the authority and the ordinances necessary to perpetuate family relationships into the eternities. Thus, the family organisation and the Church of Jesus Christ have a mutually reinforcing relationship. The blessings of the priesthood, such as the fullness of the gospel and ordinances like baptism, confirmation and receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost, the temple endowment and eternal marriage are available to men and women alike. Close quote. There is a real refocusing on the priesthood, what the priesthood is, how priesthood authority and priesthood power uh, are different and what is available to all members of the church, uh, but also the importance of the priesthood keys that were um, under the direction of the, the father and the son uh, and restored to the earth again today. In the next paragraph, it then moves on to explain about the Book of Mormon. It says, we further witness that Joseph Smith was given the gift and power of God to translate an ancient record, the Book of Mormon, another testament of Jesus Christ. Pages of this sacred text include an account of the personal ministry of Jesus Christ among people in the Western Hemisphere soon after his resurrection. It teaches of life's purpose and explains the doctrine of Christ, which is central to that purpose. 
As a companion scripture to the Bible, the Book of Mormon testifies that all human beings are sons and daughters of a loving heavenly, uh, loving Father in heaven, that he has a divine plan for our lives, and that his son, Jesus Christ, speaks today as well as in days of old. Um, again, you know, I've already made this comment in the last episode, but there's such a, an important point to be taken from the entirety of this restoration proclamation. The point is that Jesus Christ is the centre of all of it. When talking about the Book of Mormon, uh, it is clear that it's referring to Jesus Christ. It, it, it includes the full title of the Book of Mormon, Another Testament of Jesus Christ. It straight away includes the account of his personal ministry. It also teaches of his life, his purpose, the doctrine of Christ. Also, it testifies that we are sons and daughters of God and that Jesus Christ is part of this divine plan and speaks to us today as well as in days of old. Everything within the Book of Mormon is positioned to be about the Saviour Jesus Christ in this paragraph. In a, I loved uh, Bishop uh, Corsay, uh, Gerard, Gerard Corsay's talk in April 2020, General Conference, uh, which was titled A Living Witness of the Living Christ. Um, he talked about the Book of Mormon and how all its sole purpose is, or one of its purposes, the central purpose, I guess, is for it to testify of Christ. He said, quote, the central message of the Book of Mormon is to restore the true knowledge of the essential role of Jesus Christ in the salvation and exaltation of mankind. This theme reverberates from the introductory page through to the very last words of the last chapter. Through centuries of apostasy and spiritual confusion, the deeper meaning of what Christ did in Gethsemane and on Golgotha became lost or corrupted. How excited Joseph Smith must have felt when, as he was translating First Nephi, he discovered this marvellous promise. These last records, the Book of Mormon, shall establish the truth of the first, the Bible, and shall make known the plain and precious things which have been taken away from them, and shall make known, known to all kindreds, tongues, and people that the Lamb of God is the Son of the Eternal Father, and the Saviour of the world, and that all men must come unto him, or they cannot be saved. Close quote. The importance of the Book of Mormon in testifying of Christ cannot be understated, and that was reinforced at this general conference. And when I sit and think about, you know, what we've learned from this um, historic conference, you know, we were asked to, in the lead up, consider and study and, you know, just immerse ourselves in the light of the restoration. And one thing that I've certainly picked up coming away from this is the centrality of the Saviour in everything, in every step of this church, it is all about him. Which leads us on uh, to the to the final paragraph we'll look at today, uh, the next one, which after we've talked about the priesthood being restored and the Book of Mormon, it then moves on to the fact that the church was restored. It says, We could declare that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, organised on April 6th, 1830, is Christ's New Testament church restored. This church is anchored in the perfect life of its chief cornerstone, Jesus Christ, and in his infinite atonement and literal resurrection. Jesus Christ has once again called apostles and has given them priesthood authority. He invites all of us to come unto him and his church to receive the Holy Ghost, the, the ordinances of salvation, and to gain eternal and enduring joy. Again, all about the, the Saviour Jesus Christ. It is his church anchored on his life and and in his infinite atonement and resurrection. He has again called apostles. He invites all of us to come unto him. He, the Saviour, is the centre of all of this. Uh, and this just reminds me again of the words that President Nelson gave on the Saturday evening session of the April 2020 General Conference in his talk, Opening the Heavens for Help. 
He said, quote, As we commemorate the event that was launched in 1820, it is important to remember that while we revere Joseph Smith as a prophet of God, that this is not the Church of Joseph Smith, nor is it the Church of Mormon. This is the Church of Jesus Christ. He decreed exactly what his church should be called, for this shall my church be called in the last days, even the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I have spoken previously about a needed cause correction in the way we refer to the name of the church. Since that time, much has been done to accomplish this, this correction. Previously, I promised that if we would do our best to restore the correct name of the Lord's church, he would pour down his power and blessings upon the heads of the Latter-day Saints, the likes of which we, uh, we have never seen. I renew that promise today. Close quote. There is a clear um, push from President Nelson uh, in his talk that he gave in General Conference in April 2020, also when he first spoke about this, I believe it was in 2018, or in fact, and actually I don't think it was in a General Conference talk, I think it was in a general message to the church during the course of the year um, that he began to discuss it. And then, of course, in this Restoration Proclamation, the name of the Saviour is interwoven throughout every single paragraph, in every single, almost in every single sentence, the Saviour is mentioned. Uh, in fact, I'd be quite interested later on to kind of study into each individual sentence and count how many sentences there are and see how many mention the Saviour in some way, because I think you'll find it is probably more than three quarters of them. Uh, so it's just interesting to, to see this. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed this study today. If there's anything you've been studying, please share it. Um, you can, you can all, of course, email session at gmail.com or you can join the Facebook group Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. I would love to hear from you and hear your thoughts on this study. Thank you for listening and until we meet again.